A must-see when visiting Port Arthur is the home of the man in charge, the man steering the machine. The Commandant's house evolved from a small four-room cottage built in preparation for the arrival of Captain Charles O'Hara Booth in 1833, to the extensive rambling building perched on the slope overlooking the harbour. Each Commandant would have their home extended and modified as they saw fit. Today, as a museum house, a number of eras are represented. Of particular note is the neo-Gothic wallpaper in the entrance and the oak graining covering the doors and archways. At the back of the house is the kitchen where we can almost smell the fresh bread and other delicacies being prepared. Commandants were initially military or ex-military, with civilian administrators in charge during the later years. Booth was the most powerful and most important, with jurisdiction over the entire peninsula, overseeing major development and construction and the peak of population at Port Arthur of close to 2,500 convicts, military, other personnel and families by 1842. The area behind the penitentiary is known as Settlement Hill. During occupation, it was crowded with a mix of wooden and stone buildings. Certainly most of these were lost in the late 1800s, either pulled down and sold or burned by bushfires. The top of the hill was once dominated by a comprehensive military garrison. Still present today is the Guard Tower. This provided all-important surveillance of the site, a magazine for the safe storage of gunpowder and, if necessary, a citadel for defence. Tower Cottage close by was lodgings for non-commissioned officers and inside is an excellent model of the military area as it was. As part of their tour of empire, British regiments would often be assigned to the colonies of New South Wales and Van Diemen's Land where one of their duties could be looking after convicts, a duty they hated, especially in a place like Port Arthur, where there were only convicts. At least being stationed in Hobart, there were plenty of pubs, houses of ill repute, gambling and so on. Hobart, believe it or not, was a very wild town. One of the few means of entertainment for a soldier at Port Arthur was hunting escapee convicts. Most escapees would be captured very soon after they had bolted. Some convicts who continued to flee when challenged by the soldiers would suffer dire consequences. For example, Sergeant Murphy shot and wounded escapee Edward Howard, who ran off when challenged. Private Bayliss shot and killed James Hall, who rushed him while being escorted back to Port Arthur following a foiled escape attempt. Another escapee was killed when a musket discharged accidentally as a soldier was apparently fitting him with leg irons. An event of this nature would necessitate an inquisition, but nothing much ever came from them. These bored young soldiers were often in trouble and would have far more in common with the convicts than their officers. Sergeant Killian would be in strife for dealing in sly grog and serving strong spirits under the counter at the wet canteen. The military area was also the site of the main semaphore mast, a structure over 23 metres high with coloured paddles and a variety of flags enabling visual signals and coded messages to be sent over long distances very quickly. 
semaphore was a very efficient means of communication, weather permitting. Among the wooden buildings and houses covering the rest of the hill was a schoolhouse for the children of the military and administrators who ran the prison. One teacher, John Goodman, often had difficulty in his job because the children would not take any notice of him. Class discipline would perhaps understandably suffer as a consequence of their teacher's status. Goodman was a convict. The houses of Settlement Hill were very basic, built of weatherboards and lime-washed. Deputy Commissariat Officer Thomas Lombier continually complained that his house did not have a single window or door that was wind or watertight. The whole being built of green wood, every door and window has shrunk. The commanding building you can see at the top of the hill is the hospital. The sandstone building was preceded by two earlier buildings of timber construction. The Port Arthur Hospital was neither better nor worse than most of the hospitals one may be unfortunate to find themselves in at this time. Hospitals were dreaded and commonly referred to as dying places. The small yellow cottage nearby was home for a period of months to political prisoner and leader of the Young Island movement, William Smith O'Brien. Originally sentenced to death for high treason, he would instead be transported to Van Diemen's Land, finally ending up at Port Arthur. Stories of other political prisoners are represented in this cottage, a practical means of disposing of political agitators whilst to transport them to the remotest outpost of the British Empire, which many referred to as Damn Demon's Land. The mounded area just below Settlement Hill was once the site of the original prisoners' barracks and the Triangles, where floggings would be carried out, but more on that later. It's well worth the climb. Those exploring Settlement Hill are rewarded with sweeping views of the site and harbour.